listening to Lead Defend, the podcast designed to help you grow in faith and leadership as you navigate the stages of your young adulthood. We address important faith topics and provide practical life tips, helping you build your faith as you engage in a changing culture. Here are your hosts, Seth Tucker and Ryan Scantling. Hey everybody, it's Seth, Ryan, and Marissa with the Lead Defend podcast, and we are here on December the 26th to talk to you all about what's coming up next week. New Year's resolutions. Mm, the infamous 2020. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, New Year's resolutions. For or against? Uh, you know, I'm just going to jump in and say I don't know either way. I have had friends that have done New Year's resolutions and they've gone awesome. They've read through the Bible. They've done, they've succeeded at whatever they set themselves out to do. And then myself included, and I know other people, you know, it's it's great the first month or so and then kind of you lose the momentum and um I don't know I I think I'm in between I've seen it work but also I'm not sure I've always liked the idea of new year's resolutions and wanted to do them but never like really just set out and did it okay so I had a friend in when I was in high school and uh, his name was Caleb and Caleb always had like the coolest slogans for his New Year's resolutions. <laughs> like one time it was uh, not a dime in 2009. Oh. And he literally tried not to spend any money in that year. Wow. And he made it a few months like what? without spending money. How did he survive? Um, he also did one with uh, never seen in 20 15 or something like that. Yeah. And his goal was he was not going to be in a single photograph the whole year of 2015. Wow. That's amazing. So like, these are awesome ideas. Those are great me, right? ideas. And so I've always wanted to do something like that, but I mean, I just never put it together. So mm. yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> uh, I, I, I've never really done like goals that are like, okay, every day I'm going to do this Yeah. because I, I just knew I would fail at the workout goals and all those, the losing weight thing. I'm just not good at that stuff. But I've made some like year goals where by the end of this year, I want to get this accomplished or this is the year that I want to spend more time with my friends or, mm. you know, I mean, I mean, just some things like that. Some, some practical stuff reflecting on the last year. I didn't do this very well. I want to correct this yeah. for the next year. Mm. What do y'all think are some of the most common new year's resolutions? Mm. Well, it's the same resolution I make every month and so I'm going to lose weight this year. Mm. You know, I, I, I say that like every few, <laughs> every few weeks and, uh, I'll start doing some sort of healthy practice and then, and then I'll, I'll like show up at like a church potluck or uh, a super summer leadership meeting where there's like all this food on the table and I'm like, no, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That happens quick. So I think weight loss would be one. Yep. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I agree. Like marathons, half marathon, yeah. you're really going to like accomplish like an Ironman or something mm. intense. Um, a lot. I feel like in college, a lot of people really into like, I'm going to read the Bible, the whole Bible this year, or I'm going to read 20 books, you know, or something kind of like. I yeah, I, I saw a lot of that the last couple of years, like a book a month. I'm going to read a book every yeah. month. Yeah. I've not read a book since sixth grade. <laughs> Listen, just because CEOs do it doesn't mean if you do it, you're going to become a CEO. <laughs> That's, That's right. all I'm saying, okay? That's right. Yeah. Thank See. you for telling me that. I feel a lot better about my lack of reading <laughs> habits. So, yeah. That's amazing. Um, I feel like there's also a lot of, um, like you said, like I'm going to, make new friends and I'm going to like, there's a lot of like lofty, I don't know about lofty, but I th I think it also just comes down to like, it's hard to like project what you're going to do every day for a year. Cause you're not seeing the day to day of today was really bad. And I got up late and this happened at work and you know, the, 
days can just kind of run away from you. And um, I think that's hard to foresee just those kind of things on January 1. So Yeah, that's good. But but there are some healthy things you, you yeah. talked about, like mm. people setting goals. I'm going to get in God's word every day and, yeah. and all those kind of things. So let's, let's spend some time talking about that. What, what does it mean to develop a, a daily quiet time? I've heard some people mm. call it God times in your day. Because that's stuff that is a great goal to set. And this is a great time to do it. A new year, get to start fresh. And so what are some good practices for that? I think to come alongside this, as Mm -hmm. we're diving in, as we're transitioning to talking about biblical like resolutions or biblical desires for a new year, uh, what what we tend to do when we hit this new year is we set unrealistic goals, Mm, right? That's a good word. And so like, I'm going to like, hey, I'm going to go from sitting on my couch every evening from five o'clock till like, you know, midnight to, I'm going to, I'm going to run a marathon. How did you know that about or, me? Or like, you know, Hey, <laughs> or I'm going to run to, to the point where I'm going to, I'm going to run a marathon in 2020. Mm. Listen, that's not realistic. Some people might be able to do it, but most that set that goal will never do that. Mm. And, and so when we come into something like, Hey, I want to read my Bible every day. People set goals. Like I'm going to read my Bible for 30 minutes every day. Mm. No, you're not. You're not going to do it because why? Because you haven't opened that Bible in 2019. Wow. You know, like, so so setting goals that are realistic, like, Hey, I'm going to read, I'm going to read five Bible verses a day and then think about them Mm. or like, that's realistic, right? I mean, spend one minute doing something is better than no minutes doing something. No, I think that's good because oftentimes I've even set those goals. I'm going to do this study. I mean, talking about spiritual things, I'm going to do this study. And then when I am a weekend and miss a day or two, I beat myself up because I've missed it. I mean, I've set a goal that's way too lofty that honestly, I just didn't have the time to commit to. Yeah. And I think it's like, yeah, good to have those conversations with yourselves ahead of time. As far as you haven't read your Bible in a year, like the five minutes or, um, and then like, making it a progression, like you could up yourself, like come June, like maybe you hit 20 minutes or 30 minutes or so on. And also just like, don't shame spiral kind of like Mm. back to what you're saying, Ryan, the shame spiral will set you way further back than where you were when you started. When, if you, if you miss something or if something didn't happen the way you wanted or whatever, if you guilt yourself into thinking, man, this didn't happen. Like, you know, I just think that the negative, just keep going, like pick back up or like, you know, Yes. All right. So, so somebody has a lofty goal. They say this year, I'm going to set a a resolution of being in God's word every day or being in God's word more consistently. That's probably a better resolution. Yeah. So where does someone start? Where where Mm -hmm. does someone start in reading God's word and developing that habit? I was encouraged John, the Mm -hmm. book of John. You don't want to start at Genesis. Uh, I mean, not saying that it's not good because it all is great. I mean, honestly, some of my favorite biblical uh, thoughts and ideas have come from Old Testament books like Numbers that people would often refrain from reading. But but you need to start with Jesus because there's something about just starting with where Jesus' story is told uh, from his life on earth that just draws you in. And then you just, it develops just a passion to see Jesus through the rest of the Bible. Yeah. You know, that's a good word. All right. So we were talking about (laughs) where is the place to start? You're talking about spiritual disciplines. Where is the place to start those disciplines? I really love Ephesians. Um, Mm. that has always kind of given me a lot of life in, um, I don't know, seasons of dryness or just coming back to the Bible and kind of picking back up. I feel like Ephesians has been something that's really spoken to me. 
That's really good. I think the easiest thing for me uh, is just to start a plan on my Bible app. Yeah. You know, get the Bible mm-hmm. app on your phone, and, and there are plans ranging from five days to 75 days to a whole year. And so I, I think just yeah. a plan that uh, I'm a guy that I really like to check things off a list. Mm-hmm. And so for me, even being able to do that and see this is how far I've come, let's continue on this plan, that, that's really helpful for me. Yeah. yeah, and kind of what back to you were saying as far as not even just reading the Bible every day, but being more consistent in the Word, I think even making that a little bit making things not too specific, but a little specific, like how consistent are you going to be like three mm. times a week, like two times a week? Um, I think there can be a good balance with, um, you know, don't, don't set yourself up for f- like failure maybe, but also be specific. So it's something your, your mind is like, okay, twice well, this goal, week, three Goals times. have to be quantitative. Meaning yeah. like there has to be a number to it. You have to be able to calculate it or else you don't know if you make a goal. Yeah. But uh, I, I would just, I would be very careful about setting on it uh, a lofty goal like we talked about before. Just keep it keep it something that you know is attainable so that you roll into the next, you know, maybe month or, or three months from then with, with, with just some excitement about having attained a goal, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then build upon that. But I'd also encourage us to think about this, like, you know, not all of, uh, not, not all of your time with God is, is Bible reading. Yeah. Okay. Um, there are moments where, you know, me and my children, we turn on, uh, we say, hey, Alexa, play Christian music. Mm. And we just sing. And that's just like one okay, of the most but, God-honoring. But that's a dangerous time. thing to say to Alexa because there's all kinds of yes. genres of Christian music. I, I mean, know. it can take you back to the 80s, contemporary Christian music. I and you're, I'm you're not sure right. that's a place you want to be. Yeah. <laughs> I, I learned a term from some of the older youth ministers in the state. And it was ska. S-K-A. I still don't know what it means, but apparently the, the Supertones was a band that sang ska. Hmm. And uh, and Daniel Johnson, a little shout out to you. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> but for the rest of us that don't know what that means, uh, I've never heard ska. So like Amazon, like Alexa, she has played the correct music for my family thus That's far. Good. Good. But, but it's just a, m- a moment of worship, yeah. right? Like. Uh, or, or maybe if you've ever gone on a hike and you've just looked at nature and it just inspired worship of God, yeah, you know, um, but, but I also emphasize like the primary source that God uses to speak to us is his word. Yeah. His, the Holy spirit will speak through the word of God. And, and so we don't refrain from it, but man, it's just so much bigger. Our moments with God yeah. can be so much bigger. Um, like just honestly thinking about, a, uh, what we've read in the Bible, that's a moment with God. Yeah. So there's mm-hmm. different ways. And there are a couple of realities that really just drive that for me. Mm-hmm. The first thing is that God longs to speak to us. I, you know, and that's a humbling thought that the God who put the sun, the moon, the stars in their place, who spun the world into motion, like he longs to speak to me every day. Mm-hmm. And so why why wouldn't I want to read his word? Yeah. He longs to speak to me. And then when he longs to speak to me, he longs for me to do something with it. And so... Even though sometimes, and let's admit, sometimes opening God's Word can feel like we're doing it out of obligation or we're doing it a chore, but but I approach it every day knowing God longs to speak to me, and He longs for me to do something with this. And and that's what encourages me to come back every day. Yeah. Um, and I, I think a lot of times as we're growing up, our minds think, okay, it the reading the Word becomes more of a, like a... a 
a legalistic or a check a check mark and not in like a positive way i think it can mm. become kind of daunting and that that's the only way we can connect to god and kind of just reiterating i remember when a friend just kind of said that she she experienced god a lot in nature and she she lives in oregon but she she hikes a lot and just kind of that's a time of like community with god and um i think also something else that has been really awesome for me is like I see a lot of, um, like God's goodness in my friendships and conversations with people. Mm -hmm. If I get coffee with somebody, um, I feel, I don't know. I feel closer to God in like investing in someone's life. Kind of what you're saying, Ryan, as far as what are we doing with the word and like, um, you know, loving others and like acting out of that, like relationship with God into other people. And I think that is something really special as well. Well, I think that takes us back to this point in that, is we're setting out to start these spiritual disciplines, like reading God's word, a great New Year's resolution. And surround yourself with a community who's Mm. also wanting to do that, that's going to spur you on in those things. In those seasons, I am not very good at working out. I'm not a gym rat. You could never call me that. But in those seasons where I did it well, it was because I had bros who wanted to do that with me. Mm. And so every time I wasn't there, they roasted me for it. I'm not saying you need to get somebody that roasts you about not reading God's word, but... Maybe. But they, they maybe, but they challenge you in it, and they say, "Hey, let, let's do this together." And so, I think as you're looking at starting those resolutions that are God honoring, find a community to do it with, and find some accountability in that. Hmm. Hmm. That's really good. Uh, one of my guys in college that, if uh, if he wanted accountability, he would just say, "Hey, listen, I want you to know that if I don't do this, or if I do this, you can slap me as hard as you want." And he was serious. Yeah. And I look what? forward to every time that he fell. <laughs> and so, <laughs> I don't know if that's the right way to go about it. Yeah, probably not. We're not encouraging. But I, I hit him hard. <laughs> and so find those people in your life who can champion and encourage those things with you. So we've talked about reading God's word and how to set some of those good practices in place. What are some other God-honoring resolutions mm-hmm. that people can approach as we walk into the new year? Um, something uh, the church I go to, we've been, um, not right now, but I think about a few weeks ago, we, uh, was our last Sunday, uh, message about it. But for most of the summer or the early fall, we were covering, um, silence and solitude mm. and, um, just some books I've been reading recently have really like talked a lot through, um, like communing with God in, in silence. And I think that's such an under under I don't know if underrated is the right word but it's such a like unexciting I think part of uh or it can appear to be unexciting about your walk with God but I think that is something that our you know where we are now in culture and like the world things are so loud and our phones are going and our minds are going everything is just kind of like loud at us and then I think silence and solitude can be really special um because it's just you get to have like quiet time with God, and it's waiting for Him to speak to you, and not necessarily just through His Word, but I don't know through silence. Yeah, so not just reading God's Word, but reflecting on Him, praying to Him, yeah. and, and just having that alone time with Him. Uh, I heard a term today. One of my friends, Thomas Ganey, said it. It's God time. You know, I think we often call it quiet time or devotion time, but he said God time, and that was just That's really good. refreshing to me. Just time where you set aside to really hear from God. One of the maybe not a resolution, but something that I always reflect on at the end of a year and when the next year starts is is giving. Like I always sit down and write a new year's budget. And and so for me, 
it's just a natural time to think, man, how much can I give away? And, and that's a resolution for me. Yeah. I really get excited putting pen to paper and thinking, man, who can I bless? Like what ministries can I support? And how can I give faithfully and obediently to my church? I, I think the new year is an appropriate time to think through some of that. Uh, actually, listening to Bobby Thomas's uh, interview that we did just a couple weeks back uh, would really be really helpful as you reflect on that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So is there any other resolutions that people can look forward to, think through as we go into this next year? Um, I'm just even thinking through what you were saying um, at the end with like giving. And um, I think that is really important in our generation, millennials and maybe Gen Z. Um, it can, it's something that I think we think through. It's not just like something we do because out of obligation maybe. And yeah. we, have to feel really committed to something and like mm. see the purpose in it to give to it. And, um, in my church, it's really important because there's not a whole lot of us and, um, each dollar counts. And so I am really passionate about, and the people in our church are really passionate about tithing and giving yep. money to our church. Um, and yeah, so that's been really cool. I think as far as giving and my sister's great, she has a lot of friends who are doing, journeyman or programs and mm-hmm. um that's something she sets aside as well when she's going through her um budget is setting aside money because that's something she's passionate about and can love others through absolutely and as we wrap this episode up i think a resolution that everybody needs to make is to put on their calendar february 29th not just because it's leap day and it only comes around every once in a while but because it is lead defend conference marissa's gonna be there seth's gonna be there i'm gonna be there it's gonna be a party with ravi zacharias years yeah every four years is wow crazy how you can calculate leap day like that (laughs) and so we hope to see you at lead defend conference this coming year leaddefend.org gives you all the information until next time thanks for joining us that's it for this episode of lead defend Until next time, check out our website at leaddefend.org for details on the next Lead Defend conference or shoot Seth and Ryan an email at leaddefend at absc.org. If you want to help us out, rate and review Lead Defend on your podcast app and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thanks for listening. Now go lead. Do you want to grow deeper in your walk with Christ? Then the Lead Defend conference is for you. It takes place on February the 29th at the Amando Baptist Church in Little Rock, Arkansas. This year we have dynamic speakers like Robbie Zacharias to bring us words of wisdom and encouragement in a broken and run-down world. The cost is $30 and you can register online at www.leaddefend.org or talk with your BCM director or youth minister at your church. A podcast from the Arkansas Baptist State Convention.